Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it may be that you're joining us. Welcome to All That in a Bag of Chips, where we review various things from our childhood and decide whether or not they truly were All That in a Bag of Chips. My name is Sam, and this is my co-host, Ethan. And what's up, Doc? On today's episode of All That in a Bag of Chips, we're going to talk about Space Jam. Let's get to it. Like Sam mentioned this week, we are talking about Space Jam. And uh, spoiler alert, I've been trying to get this recording started for about 45 minutes and <laughs> um, have just encountered an incredible amount of uh, problems with this recording today. So hopefully this all goes well. If this comes out on Friday, you'll know that we figured it out. Um, <laughs> if it's later than that, we, we have some more issues. But anyway, um, so before we get into Space Jam, Sam, tell us how you grew up this week. Um, Sawyer and... Franklin were both sick, so we spent a lot of time taking care of them. I spent some more time at home with Franklin um, while Jenny and Sawyer were away at school and or at daycare and work. And then this upcoming week is the, well, this week is the last week that I will be home with Franklin before we all go back to school. Ooh. Yeah. Are you guys going to have to have masks when you go back? We have no clue yet. Just like last year where we had no clue. Yeah. We t- Looks like um, KU just put out an email today that said masks are uh, encouraged, which is really no different than what they said before. But um, Kansas City is already um, putting in a mask mandate for indoor spaces, regardless of vaccination status. So I think we're probably on our way there. Yep. I don't know. Has Wichita done anything like that yet? Uh, no. I don't think so. Like a month or two ago, I felt like we were like out of it. Like I was, I felt relieved. I felt like, like once I got rid of masks and everything, like it was a little sketchy at first, but then I was just like, like we're back to normal. We're good. We're past it. And like the last couple of days, I'm just like, I don't think we are. I think we're going to go kind of maybe probably not as far back as we were but like they're gonna start peeling stuff back again yeah i'm not excited for that to happen but anyway um i grew up this week um in a few ways actually so i took off um uh well i took off monday tuesday and wednesday from work this week um and i went out to colorado over the weekend to visit um my sister and my uh, brother-in-law and my nephew um, and just kind of get away, get out of Kansas, kind of disconnect for a few days before things really start um, picking back up for the school year here pretty soon. Um, I think like our first staff training is in like two weeks. So we're okay. It's uh, it's real. It's coming back again. It's back around time to focus up. So it took a few days um, and I listened to an audio book. So I downloaded Audible um, okay. sometime last week. I listened to an audio book of a book called The Last Duel. You ever heard of this book? Nope. So this is a um, a book that um, kind of describes and leads up to the very last legal trial by combat that took place in 14th century France. Cool. It was actually kind of fascinating. Um, so like the the first few chapters just kind of talk about like how 14th century France works. Like people like married to like exchange land and money and stuff like that still um they kind of talked about like how um these two families of the two guys who ended up fighting in the duel like got their money and power and how they got to where they were and um and then like it's like seven chapters of like historical stuff and then like the last couple chapters are like the the crime the trial the the actual combat and then the end and it's pretty cool i enjoyed it a lot um and they're making a movie about it that the trailer just came out for this week um 
which I think is probably why it like popped up on my thing, like things you should read, like, cause they're right. turning into a movie. So um, I watched the trailer for the movie um, a couple days ago and it looks pretty good. So I will go see it when it comes out in October. Have you seen the trailer for the new Ghostbusters? Uh, yes, I did. It looks good. It does look good. So the Ghostbusters is not a nostalgic thing for me. Like I was never into it. I know oh, I've seen it, but I like, like it's, Ghostbusters a lot. Yeah, I, it's never been a thing for me. So I'm like, yeah, it looks looks great. But like the nostalgia for me just really isn't there for for uh-huh. Ghostbusters. So did you see the one yeah. with the female cast? No, I did not. I didn't see that one either. It's awful. Is it? Yeah, I like people were hating on it because it was an all female. Well, not necessarily because it was an all female cast because none of the original guys were in it, and it was yeah. Really so I mean, that people are always gonna hate that. But I watched it and I thought it was terrible. I I heard it genu- genuinely wasn't very good. Yeah, there's some parts that I like. Leslie Jones was really funny. Oh yeah, she's she is funny. Yeah, I enjoyed her. She was very funny. But yeah, that was awful. I would not give that all that in back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but then I've also kind of started reading because um, I haven't read a book in probably like 10 years. Who like, not are a book you? that I had to read that I'm, that I'm reading now? Yeah. No. Well, it comes from this thing. That, so I've noticed like for the past few weeks, and this could also have to do with my right eye being really bad, but I like my eyes have started hurting like in the middle of the day. And like kind of getting headaches and stuff. And I think part of it is probably because I only have one eye that works and it's kind of catching up with me now. Um, And I think the second part is because I just like wake up every day and I look at a screen almost nonstop for the entire day. Yeah. I wake up and look at little screen. I go to work and look at medium screen. And then (laughs) I go home and I watch a big screen while I look at little screen in my hand. Like I literally look at a screen all day, every day. So I was like, you know what? I need to read. So that I can literally just like stop looking at screens for a bit. So I had, like I wanted to buy like physical actual books. So like, like I don't want to do an ebook because that really doesn't help my cause here. Right, right. Um, or I started doing audiobooks. So I'll just like turn all my screens off and just like listen to it for a while. So, yeah. But I have read um, the first 52 pages, I think, 53 pages of um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Ooh. which is like the, the screenplay yeah. they did. They have the book yeah. version of it it's i'm only 53 pages in i started reading it like two hours ago so i'll probably finish it in like a couple days anyway all right so let's move on um so i believe i have today's music mystery Woo! for you yeah let's go wait a minute who are you All right, so we are here for today's music mystery. Um, so Samuel, are you ready? Oh yeah. All right, here we go. Hint number one. I need to move my microphone because I keep talking into it, even though it's connected to my computer and oh. I'm not on my computer, I'm on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, part of our, uh, our technical difficulties. I can't even record on my computer for some reason. So I am on my phone. So if I sound like trash, it's because I'm talking into a headphone microphone um but anyway hint number one uh this artist started performing in los angeles clubs in 2008 under his current name although he originally before 2008 went by the name twips this is a later one we're starting with 2008 here um skrillex Gosh dang it! How? <laughs> because one, it was a weird name. Two, I had to think about what Ethan basically came to college listening to. <laughs> <And> <laughs> oh yeah, that wasn't. I didn't have to think that hard. That was the first thing that came to mind. Gosh dang it! <laughs> you tried. It took you forever to get that <laughs> pulled together. No, it was hard to find, like, his Wikipedia page didn't have much about his career on there at all, so yeah. it's kind of hard to find stuff to talk about, but well, shit. yep, it was Skrillex. Dominate. Yeah. I think I was pretty early on Skrillex because a friend, uh, a friend of mine named Corey introduced me to dubstep music, like, right going into college, like, the summer before college. Yeah. 
and he was like oh it's music where the bass drops and i was like what does that even mean like con- conceptually bass dropping meant nothing to me i was like i don't have any context for what that means and then he played it for me and it was like bow wow and i was like oh shit that was rad yeah talk about a phase that came and went in mainstream so fast yeah it's the the bass dropping part definitely has it's just kind of it's kind of like what happened to rock music it's like it just kind of faded into a little bit of every type of music uh-huh. like everything like every pop song has some type of or a lot of them i guess a lot of them have like some type of dubstep or like club dance sound right right um but yeah so i was uh super into skrillex there for a couple years yeah. um i dug it all right um, hint number two, this artist toured with Hollywood Undead, Bring Me the Horizon, and Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse 5. I don't know how to say that guy's name. I think it's Dead Mao. Dead Mao. Uh, between 2008 know. and 2010. Yeah, I don't, I've never actually like, heard anyone say his name. It's a, his, his thing's like a mouse, but it's, his name is spelled like Dead Ma 5. Yeah, yeah. So I think, I think the 5 is just supposed to be an S, so it's like Dead Mouse. Maybe. I honestly, I'm not sure. Okay. I also don't know how to say that one guy Six Lack. I don't know if his name is Black or Six Lack. <laughs> oh, I know you're talking. Or like Slack. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> I've only seen it spelled. I've never actually heard anyone I say it. I also am unsure. <laughs> I like Six Lack. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. All right. Um, hint number three. Um, his music was featured in trailers for Uncharted, uh, Uncharted 3 Mortal Kombat 9, Far Cry 3, and he was also featured in Wreck-It Ralph. Hmm. And I bet they probably all use, like, the same song. No, I think they all may have had a different song. Okay. And I think Wreck-It Ralph, he, like, wrote a song for that movie. Interesting. And he was, like, in it. He was in the movie for, like, 20 seconds. I think I knew that. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Wreck-It Ralph. Um, All right, hint number four. He's an eight-time Grammy Award winner, the most by any electronic dance music artist. Like, none of these, I don't think, would necessarily make me go, oh, yeah, Skrillex. But also, why would... I don't know of that many other, like, by name any electronic dance music artists I right. think that one would have given it away for me right and then i said some of his hit songs include first of the year bangerang and scary monsters and nice sprites i only know the first or those last two by their actual names bangerang and scary monsters and nice sprites yep yeah bangerang's the one that goes like bangerang baseball I used to make dubstep noises like out loud all the oh, time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose you lived with me during those years, but yeah. God, I like I could I could like couldn't stop doing it. <laughs> um, but all right, so that was our music mystery for this week. Yeah. Uh featuring Skrillex. So good job, Sam. Thanks for getting it on the first hint. You know, I feel yeah. like I didn't give that good of hints. I'm surprised. Not necessarily. I'm a musical genius. <laughs> All right, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly All right. My head. <laughs> um, all right. Sounds good. Um, so we're talking about Space Jam this week. So, uh, Sam, before we really get into the nitty gritty about it, what's your history with Space Jam? Uh, Space Jam was one of my favorites as a kid. It was one of the movies that we had on VHS that I watched regularly. Um at my mom's house, we had like every Disney movie, um, every like real popular movie. We we had it on VHS. The big like honking VHS cases. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. We had oh, a yeah. lot of those. And I we had Space Jam. Space Jam was one that I watched a lot. I was a big fan. Nice. Uh-huh. Um, I was um a big like I was really into basketball growing up. So it was, that was definitely like my sport that I cared the most about before I encountered pole vaulting. Uh-huh. Um, even like football, I, I enjoyed watching football and I, I enjoyed playing enough, but I definitely didn't have the sort of like 
love and connection with, with football, like I did with basketball. And then, and then none of that was even close to what I had for pole vaulting, but right. Um, so I liked this movie a lot growing up, but I think I said kind of last week, like I really wasn't connected to, uh, the Looney Tunes all that much. Like I definitely knew who they were and stuff, yeah. but didn't like watch it religiously or anything like that. So well, Looney Tunes were like before our time. They've been around for like 70 years or something right, crazy. Right. I think we looked it up when it started. Oh, right. it started in the 30s. So I mean it's been around for holy Moses. That's crazy. I didn't realize it had been that long. Oh, Warner Brothers started um, the Looney Tunes to compete against Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse short cartoons. Hmm. Oh, and it was used to promote their music. Maybe that's why it's called Looney Tunes. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, all right. Fun fact number one Do you want to know why it's called T U N E S Tunes and not T O O N S Tunes? Yes. Uh, is because the Looney Tunes was inspired by Walt Disney's musical cartoon series, Silly Symphonies. The shorts initially showcased musical compositions whose rights were held by Warner's music publishing interests through the adventures of cartoon characters. Hmm. Interesting. So they took that inspiration and they were more musical and named it Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. wild and yeah and they started in like 1930 so substantially older than i thought they were right <laughs> right the first I mean, one I don't was really called when i expected what i was thinking but not 19 i was thinking like 70s yeah yeah like not 30s i don't think they had like all of the like ones that we recognize until a little bit later. Oh, it looks like, yeah, Porky Pig came around in like 35 or so. Uh-huh. Daffy Duck started in 37. Elmer Fudd started in 1940. And Bugs Bunny was 1940. Hmm. You know, that makes sense, actually, because when I was in... um like a history class in high school we watched these old incredibly racist and offensive looney tunes skits uh-huh. that they would do about world war ii interesting which i believe was it was world war ii 40s ethan i don't know shit about history <laughs> i have a general idea of history and yeah world war ii was 39 to 45 so yeah we're as you're getting going but anyway there you go in case any of the listeners were wondering why they are spelled t-u-n-e-s that is why um but anyway about this movie um i liked this movie a lot growing up i haven't really seen it it's not one that i've seen a lot like i saw it as a kid like once or twice and i I think i've watched it at some point or another between being a child and now but Um, It's not one that I've seen like a ton of times, but, um, and then we were kind of inspired to watch this this week because the new Space Jam movie with LeBron James came out um, about a week ago. Have you, did you watch that? No, I have not. I didn't either. Actually, I didn't even watch this Space Jam until like four hours ago. So (laughs) running behind today, but um, I will try to also, I was thinking about watching them both back to back and then I just couldn't, I couldn't do two Space Jam movies back to back. That was a lot to because people crap on it so much. Yeah, it has gotten quite bad reviews, which I think it was always going to. But have you seen the reviews for this one? They're not that good either. No. Better than the new one, though. The the new one has like a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I think this one has like a 51 or something. Uh yeah. I don't remember. But anyway, I'll try to watch the new Space Jam. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to touch on it next week uh, if I can watch it sometime this week. But, um, uh, sorry, 44 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So it's not like that one killed it. Right. Yeah, it's surprising. I know. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, but all right. So I actually have a few um, cool facts for this movie. So uh, let's do cool facts first. You know what cool is? 
That that's cool. All right, Sam. Got some cool facts coming your way today. Do you do you have any cool facts ready for us? Yeah, actually. All right, cool. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to hit you with some? Um, I'll go first. So okay. Stanley, who what is that guy's name that plays him? All I know of him is he's the guy who gets his face sprayed in uh Jurassic Park. Yeah, what his name's Wayne? Wayne Knight. Okay. Um, so he's basically like the the uh caddy for Michael Jordan throughout this movie. Um, yeah, he's a publicist. At one point, he walks into the hotel room and he says, come on, Michael, it's game time. Slip on your Hanes, lace up your Nikes, take your Wheaties and your Gatorade, and we'll grab a Big Mac on the way to the ballpark. Those were all all things that Michael Jordan was sponsoring at that time. (laughs) That's awesome. So he he was just like, you need to talk about these things. And the director's like, okay, we'll get them all in right here. Yeah. This movie's pretty tongue-in-cheek about some of those things. Yeah, I didn't realize Especially, how much... How, I didn't realize where this movie was in relation to his career until I watched The Last Dance. And oh, yeah. I didn't realize that... Like, I, I never really thought about it. I just thought, oh, it's... Like, Michael Jordan just took some time to do a movie. But it was right in the middle of his three-peats where he was technically retired and they play on that so much. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I was listening to a little bit of a podcast about this movie and they said there's some, there, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracies about Michael Jordan's life uh-huh. um, and kind of that whole era where he retired and came back. Like some people think that he retired because he was going to get suspended for his gambling addiction or gambling oh, okay. habits. Yeah. Um, and so instead of getting suspended, he just retired. And also his father passed away. Well, his father was murdered. Um, like yeah. literally a couple months before he retired and started and went to play baseball and then came back. Um, but there's a lot of conspiracies that like his uh like his father was like murdered because of his gambling. Yeah. He owed gambling debts to somebody, so they killed his dad. Which is I, I don't think there's really any back any facts or science to back up those claims right um it's interesting i suppose um so what this movie came out in november 15th of 1996 and so and he came back to basketball like in 96 right oh i honestly i don't remember oh yeah he came back in 95 okay well, that makes sense because they use footage from his return in the movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but there were also just some like kind of conspiracies that like he his like publicist or whoever like kind of wanted him to do this movie at the time because they wanted to like reshape like how he was looked at because he uh-huh. retired early and then he really wasn't like very good at baseball. Right. And like his gambling had become kind of like a story so he did it to kind of like save his image i guess right which like like partially true this was very out of the the norm for michael jordan yeah um he's actually kind of a good actor though like he was fine yeah yeah he was i haven't seen lebron's yet but i can't imagine lebron being a great actor right yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have. I need to watch it. Yeah. Maybe Sawyer will watch it with me. Yeah. Um, but uh, so one year before Space Jam hit theaters, um, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny faced off in a game of one-on-one for a Hair Jordan Nike commercial. Yep. Um, and then they loved that idea and wanted to turn it into a movie, and that's how we got Space Jam. It was just based off of that idea. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's a cool concept. Um, do you think that they will ever make a Space Jam football and starring Patrick Mahomes? I could see that happening. That would be pretty incredible. But also, like, f- football is so different. I feel like football, since it's not as individual, is 
um, more polarized. It would, the, whoever they would choose to be in the movie would it would be more polarizing. People That's know. true, and like your star wouldn't even be on the field like half the time. Right. Right. Maybe I bet they do a um, a, a, a female led Space Jam sequel at some point. I don't know. After this, after they couldn't do it with LeBron, they might have just killed the franchise permanently. Yeah, that's also possible. Or they'll they'll make a straight to DVD real movie. Yeah. Well, since this one just went like to HBO Max, they, that's what they would probably do. Just make yeah. an HBO Max low lower budget sequel. Yeah. Oh yeah, because this movie is going to lose a ton of money. <laughs> Um, this this film marked the debut of Lola Bunny. Yeah, I did not realize that until I looked at, until I was reading about the movie after I watched it. Me neither, because I was so young when I saw this that I just assumed Lola Bunny was like always around. Yeah. Um, was oh yeah, Pepe Le Pew was in this one because they yes, took him out of the new. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a creepy Very rapist creepy. character anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't really like him as a kid. I like Bugs Bunny. And I like the Tasmanian Devil. Uh, I love the Tasmanian Devil. I thought Lola Bunny was cool when I was little. I upon this rewatch, I thought she was pretty great. Yeah. Um, well, let's continue with some cool facts before yeah. I, I get drifting into coverage. <laughs> um, I got a, a couple real quick. Um, so in between shoots and after breaks and everything. Um, so Warner Brothers built Michael Jordan his own gym so that he could work out over their lunch break and continue to play. And then he would have just organized pickup games like during breaks and after they were done filming, like every yeah, night. They talk about a lot in The Last Dance where he's basically just getting mm-hmm. ready to come back and inviting all these NBA players over to play pickup games. Yeah. He's, I didn't watch all of The Last Dance, but. Oh, man, it's so good. I know I should have, but get it together, Ethan. I know my bad. Um, Keith Gibbs, who was an actor on, he was like an extra on the film, uh-huh. but he got in on one of those games. And Jordan hit like a thirty-five foot game winner, and he was like talking shit on this like actor playing in this game with NBA All Stars. Yeah. He was like, "Get off the court!" <laughs> like, <you know>, <laughs> dude is an extra man. Like you're Michael Jordan. Oh, did you catch? So when when Charles Barkley is saying all the is in the church praying, he <laughs> he says all the things that he's going to change for his to get his talent talent back, and he's like, "I'm never going to go out with Madonna again." And oh no, I didn't even hear him say that. Apparently, that was a th- like he had a thing with Madonna. And oh that my gosh! In there, yeah, that's amazing. Knowing Charles Barkley the way I do now, I enjoy that line even more. He is wild. Uh- that's amazing. Oh, um, another thing that they reference in this movie. I meant to, I was gonna look this up because at one point Bugs Bunny says, "What kind of Mickey Mouse organization would name their team oh. the Ducks?" Yeah, yep. And I was wondering what that was a, a slide at, and it's uh, talking about the Mighty Ducks that had released yeah, four years earlier. I, I assume that's what they were talking about. Ah, uh, I didn't catch that. I, or I didn't okay. think about that. Did I guess why they were met, why they threw. Do you know why they threw all these jabs at Disney? Mm, no, I guess earlier in like the seventies, they borrowed a bunch of Looney Tune characters for a Disney project, and then mm. they were supposed to return the favor. And then, but like by the time it got to Space Jam the people that had made that deal weren't around anymore. And Disney basically oh. was like, nope, not happening. So I guess oh, wow. Mickey, Mickey Mouse was supposed to be the referee and there was supposed to be like Disney extras in the crowd. Hmm. Um, yeah, but Disney wouldn't let him and Warner Brothers was just like, okay, F you guys. Hmm. That's wild. Um, yeah, that's weird. Um, there's going to be a Space Jam 2 in like 97, but they couldn't get um, Michael Jordan to actually come back for that. That sucks. It's probably for the best, though. Um, and the soundtrack of this movie went platinum. Oh, the soundtrack is bomb. It is badass. And I guess I just read that 
R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly is like from this soundtrack. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't either. And also, I did not, I don't know how I've never thought about this, but that song at the very beginning where it's like, do your dance, it's the Space Jam. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if I ever put it together that this that song was from Space Jam. Like, I never thought about it until the, it oh, came on. When, when I started watching, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if this is an original song. And then I was like, it has to be. Why else would, <laughs> why else would this be a song? Right, like it references the Space Jam in it like several times. Right. But I just never even thought about it until it came on for this movie and I was like oh it is for this movie that makes sense wow it was yeah I believe I can fly was for the soundtrack of Space Jam and it was later related on his own album in 98 that's crazy this song has an incredible soundtrack Uh, it's called R oh Chocolate Factory was one of his albums (laughs) I had that one as a kid I believe all right uh you got any other cool facts for this movie uh i don't think so um i'll just say this movie made um 250 million dollars on an 80 million dollar budget so performed very very well and it is the highest um like grossing basketball movie of all time that doesn't shock me yeah it beat out white men can't jump (laughs) oh that's a good movie though yeah. Surprised Like Mike didn't do better than that. Oh, God. I love that movie. <laughs> Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way you dribble up and down the court. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Mike did not do nearly as well. But Like Mike was a movie I had as a kid, and I've seen that one several times. I don't know if I've seen that whole movie. It's It's amazing. Um, the guy who wrote originally wrote the Looney Tunes characters. I'm trying to find the fact. I had it and I lost it. Um, he was not happy with how the Looney Tunes were portrayed. He said, basically, he was that old man shouting at the clouds about how <laughs> it, it, it was too inappropriate. It was too far away from their characters. Blah 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 blah. Too inappropriate. Yeah. It was rated PG. Come on. Yeah. Rated no kidding. Little. Everyone makes a big deal about Lola Bunny. I know. But she like, she was only, only even like a, a little bit, like they only reference like that one scene where she like kind of like struts in and like struts out and does that whole thing. Right. After that point, she's just like a normal Looney Tunes character. Like she's right. not a weird over-sexualized cartoon. Scene, like nobody calls me doll. After yeah. she dominates bugs. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. She's she like kind of a feel about it. I think it's just because we grew up and our generation started sexualizing the things that we grew up with. Yeah. For Halloween costumes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But all right, so let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we'll get into our coverage of Space Jam. All right, so diving into Space Jam. Swack Hammer. An evil alien theme park owner needs a new attraction at Moron Mountain when his gang, the Nerdlucks, heads to the Earth to kidnap Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes. Bugs challenges them to a basketball game to determine their fate. The aliens agree, but they steal the powers of NBA basketball players, including Larry Bird, Charles Barkley, or and Charles Barkley. So Bugs gets some help from superstar Michael Jordan. I had no idea that their names, the his, that the boss's name was Swackhammer, and that he had that they were a gang named the Nerdlucks. Um, I definitely heard them call him Swackhammer at some point. They do one time. Yeah, and what's their gang name? The Nerdlucks, like N E R D. Yeah. Interesting. I don't even remember them saying that part. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. That's un- that's completely unnecessary because I honestly didn't know that until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 59% on Metacritic. 
but 91% of Google users liked this movie, which wow. is more, which I think is what we should actually look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, so what were just kind of your first thoughts upon rewatching Space Jam? There just there were a lot of details I didn't remember, just like the names, and um, I remembered like. I, I really did remember most of it. I There wasn't a lot of stuff that surprised me. It was just like small details that I didn't really pay attention to as a kid that I was like, oh, okay. I um I did not remember that the real MVP of this movie was even in this movie. Bill Murray? Just Bill Murray. <laughs> I love Bill Murray. <laughs> I completely forgot that he was a part of this movie. And when he showed up, I marked out a little bit. I remember he was in it, and I didn't realize he wasn't in it until literally, like, the last play of the game. Yeah, well, he's there for the golf part. Yeah. And then, he, yeah, he shows up for the last 10 seconds. Yeah. And I think Daffy Duck or somebody's even like, how'd you even get in here? And he was like, I'm friends with one of the producers. <laughs> Which he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, but he is truly the MVP of this movie. He is hilarious. And his whole really thing where he's like, I think me. I should I think I should try out for the NBA, Michael. And he's like, no. <laughs> he's like, I could have done it. He's like, that could have been my shot. Mm-hmm. And then he retires after the after the 10 second game. Yeah. And then the very end of the movie when they show Michael going back to the NBA, he's like, that should have been me up there, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill Murray is amazing. Yeah, he's great. Maybe. Um, and I, I'm not sure, but are all of the, um, I assume all the voice cast is like the same as the people who normally do their voices for the Looney Tunes? Uh, some people weren't, uh, like Taz and Daffy. I can't remember. Not, not quite everyone, but okay. part everyone did. I want to say Bugs wasn't. Hmm. Oh, I was also, um, I was curious why they had like different voice actors for the Monstar versions of the characters instead of just having the NBA characters like voice them. Hmm. But yeah, they just have, I don't even recognize like any of these voice actors names. Like they're, well, they didn't want, I pretty know but nobody, they probably didn't want to pay for it. Well, True. But also, they like they, they didn't steal their they didn't like steal them. They only stole their talent. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You're right. Um, but anyway, um, so this movie kicks off with um, little Michael, little young Michael. Yep. Um, telling his father that he wants to play basketball for North Carolina, and then he wants to. Uh, he said he also wants to play baseball, which. I don't know if that's like how that really happened, but yeah. Um, but uh, we don't really see anything about Michael Jordan's father after that one scene, uh-huh. <laughs> which is just odd. I'm really not sure why they included that part. I know. I didn't really understand that either. I don't know which, what that had to do with anything. Which like, like if they were going to play off of the fact that his dad had passed away and his dad always wanted him to play baseball, like that would make sense. Yeah, but, it, but th- like it literally played into nothing. So I don't, yeah, yeah, I didn't know why they had that in there, but maybe they wanted to motivate us little children to go do things with our lives. I guess, yeah. The whole inclusion of Jordan and his family was just kind of odd. Yeah. Well, they didn't play into. The... Oh, sorry. I was going to say it was better than the inclusion of uh, Will Smith's stripper not baby mama oh yeah (laughs) that's true that's true yeah i didn't yeah i didn't really care for um for like anything to do with his family like it really didn't play into anything yeah um but yeah so the um the nerd lux as they are called apparently come down from space to they come originally to steal the looney tunes to become slaves for their like intergalactic amusement park yeah, the Moron Mountain has got boring, so they need a new um, attraction. So they're going to go steal the Looney Tunes. Which is quite a, uh, quite a premise. <laughs> I know. It's kind of dark. 
Yeah. There's a lot and of points like, where he's like, they're going to turn us into slaves. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're basically, they're like, slavery is not good. So you need to give us a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. So yeah, kind of a, kind of a dark premise, but yeah. Um, so the, uh, so they chant the Looney Tunes challenge the nerd Lux to a game of basketball, basically just because they're all short. Yes. Um, and so they steal the powers or yeah, the abilities and like the basketball playing powers of Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, and Muggsy Bogues. Who four of those make a ton of sense. I don't know who Larry Johnson is. I will also admit I don't know who Larry Johnson is. Besides a burnout for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought of too. I saw him, but I mean, I guess he was fairly good in like the early nineties, you know, it's like 20 points a game, usually 15, 20 points a game. Okay. 10, eight, 10 rebounds. So like he was, I'm sure he was good, but like name brand recognition. I have never heard of Larry Johnson before. Right. Right. Who is, um, did they do the same thing? Did they have, did they steal powers from people in the new movie? I honestly don't know. They play the goon squad. Instead oh. of Pawn Stars. So I, I honestly don't know. I've seen the toys at stores and I don't know what the hell's going on. Interesting. Yeah. I was looking to see if the new one had because I tweeted out like who I wanted to be a part of the Monstars like two years ago when they announced they were making this movie. Right. Probably longer, it's probably three years ago. And I was curious if they used any of the ones that I thought would be funny, but I don't think they, I don't think they did the same thing. Yeah. I don't think they did. Um, oh. Oh, wait. Yeah, they do. Clay Thompson's in it. Um, Anthony Davis is in it. Okay. And uh, Deanna Taurasi, the, the WNBA player. Oh. Hmm. There's someone called, there's a character called White Mamba. Oh, yeah. Who is that? Oh, I think that's Deanna Taurasi. I've seen the White Mamba toy and I didn't understand. Oh, nice. Um, but anyway, um, so they get together to play this game of basketball, and the only reason they don't that the uh, the nerd Lux do not steal Michael Jordan's powers is because he's now a baseball player. Yeah, he's retired. <laughs> they didn't. Think, the yeah. So yeah, they 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 lean into Michael Jordan's baseball playing career quite a bit uh-huh. in this movie for some reason. This Even though it's just like a big promotion for Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's it's a big commercial for michael jordan coming back to the nba after being uh-huh. gone for two years yeah Just, it really all it is um oh yeah and like we said earlier they announced uh lola bunny i think you were going to say something else about but i thought she was a good character in this movie oh, yeah. i don't really I understand uh-huh i don't understand what like everyone being upset about her character either now or back then was like like i said like everyone's like oh they sexualized cartoons when we were a kid people are mad about that and then they're also mad that the new lola bunny is not sexualized right they're like oh kids today are soft i'm like she's really not there's like 10 seconds of this movie where she like struts in and struts out like other than that she's like kind of a feminist ish character yeah I, yeah i don't think i don't know i mean we were four years old when this came out so i don't know what people's reception of lola bunny was then but the only I didn't hear complaining about her character ever like ever with Space Jam until they made her less curvy in the new one. And people were like, What? Like, what? <laughs> You're ruining my childhood. Right. Then go watch the old one and enjoy your I'm just gonna stop my sentence right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your Lola Bunny hentai all you want. Right. 
Um, oh, who was, I think it was Samuel L. Jackson that did an interview one time and he said that he was into hentai. <laughs> that is something Samuel L. Jackson can get away with. I'm pretty sure someone was like, do you watch anime? And he was like, I love anime and I like hentai too. <laughs> oh, that's funny shit. I fucking love hentai. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this game, so I, this basketball game that takes place, I, I picked up a few I mean, obviously, there's lots of fouls and travels and stuff that don't get called. Right. But there's one thing that actually did bother me, because the rest of that stuff doesn't bother me at all. When they would jump from behind the three-point line and dunk the ball, uh-huh. it still only counted as two points, even though they started the shooting <laughs> process from beyond the three-point line. I did not pay attention to that. So really, they need to redo the count. They need to stop the count. <laughs> recount the ballots because i'm pretty sure the monsters won this game by like 30 points because most of their shots came from beyond the three-point line and michael's last shot did as well but that's the only time that that happens for them so i think they actually lose by like 17 points because most of the time they jump from behind the three-point line well i saw a screenshot of lebron being down by like 800 points in the new one. Oh, geez uh-huh yeah because at halftime of this game they're down like 66 to 14 or something yeah but like as the monsters points are like scrolling up it's like this is a little one-sided don't you think (laughs) (laughs) and then it was only like like that is a lot but like it was only 66 points i thought it was going to be more like 800 (laughs) right right um but yeah then bill murray um steps in and saves the day with 10 seconds left on the clock, which this last play takes like two minutes, even though there's only 10 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. Like it takes forever. Um, but Bill Murray comes in and saves the day. Michael Jordan, um, he, he realizes with 10 seconds left that like the rules of normal earth don't apply. Oh, cause I, I forgot to mention this game takes place in like the middle of the earth, which is apparently where the Looney Tunes live. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that, and I think it's great. I thought it was so strange, because I did not remember that at all, and I wasn't under the impression that, like, that's where Looney Tunes took place. (laughs) It was, like, Uh in the middle of the Earth. Um, Because when the aliens come to Earth, they literally, like, drill a hole through the center, like, through the Earth to get to the Looney Tune world, which is, like, apparently the core of the Earth is Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um... Which is pretty funny. So uh, the podcast I was listening to was like, this movie actually doesn't take place in space at all. It actually takes place mostly in the center of the Earth. Yep. Yep. Um, But anyway, so Michael Jordan realizes, like, with 10 seconds left, that, like, the rules of gravity and Earth don't really, like, apply to him. So he, like, stretches his arm to be, like, (laughs) 70 feet long and dunk it, like, from half court while he's getting fouled. Yeah, and he's like, why didn't you tell me this earlier? (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um. Yeah. Other than that, um, this, what what did you think about like the humor and stuff in this movie? I thought it was good. Yeah. Like I I genuinely thought it was funny. Um, I thought the movie was fun. It was it was quick. It didn't really waste time. Um. Yeah. I I I enjoyed a lot of it. It's very short. It's only like an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, which was wonderful. I was very happy about that. Um, I liked it a lot as well. Um, it was funnier than I thought it would be. Like I laughed out loud at a couple moments. Uh-huh. Um, I think it aged really well. Really, like the look of it aged fine. Like it yep. looks fine. Yep, I think so. There's only like two scenes that I was like, oh boy, this looks bad. And one of them was the dog when he like knocked over the door so like <laughs> the dog was like green screened on top of the animation it looked pretty yeah. rough yeah and and then the scene when um the guy from jurassic park who plays like one play yeah um he gets like blown up into like a balloon and like balloons all over the place oh that looked, that yeah. looked pretty bad um but other than that i thought the animation looked pretty good for this and like really uh michael and the tunes interacting like never really looked bad at all no, no, I thought it looked really good. 
Um, I was I like especially paid attention during the actual basketball sequences. Yeah, because I wondered how well it was going to be pulled off, and it looked good. Yeah, it looked fine, especially for like 1996. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this movie was great. I don't know why it gets such bad reviews. Like, it's I there's know. nothing wrong with it. It's just good, goofy Looney Tunes fun with Michael Jordan. Like, I don't understand why so many people. Like why it has so many bad reviews. And like Michael Jordan does fine for an actor. Yes, he does. Considering he's not an actor in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Oh, Danny DeVito plays authentic Michael. Like he didn't see he didn't seem like he was trying to be a character. I thought he was just being Michael Jordan. No, he yeah, he's just himself through pretty much the whole thing. But I think a lot of the the negativity towards this movie is like that kind of what we mentioned that it's pretty much just like a big commercial for Michael Jordan's return to basketball. Right. Well, and then like with the new one, I feel like seventy five percent of the people that dislike it is because they dislike LeBron. Yeah, that's a lot of it too just annoying like people have been hating on space jam featuring lebron for years oh yeah um oh yeah the audience score for space jam is like 63 percent though so significantly better they should have had Giannis. <laughs> Giannis. <laughs> oh my god that would be unwatchable be very wholesome oh the rocks uh, jungle cruise movie comes out this weekend that looks pretty cool it looks fun it looks like just kind of like a knockoff uh pirates jumanji. of the caribbean with the rock oh i was gonna say jumanji which he was also in oh yeah also yeah pretty much the same thing but yeah i think it looks fine i'll go see that Um, but anyway, all right. Do you got anything else to say about Space Jam? Not really. I'm ready to give it a grade. Nice. All right. So Sam, does uh, is Space Jam all that in a bag of chips? Um, yeah. It really wasn't hard for me. I enjoyed it. Um, it I kind of was better than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be real corny, real cheesy, um, and I knew that it had not gotten good reviews. Yeah. So I thought like maybe Michael Jordan was going to be really awkward or something, but I thought it was all, it was great. There was nothing else like, Oh, this is, I, I don't know if I can handle this. Like it, it was good. It was a really fun kids movie. Um, I'll absolutely watch it with Sawyer and Franklin. It was definitely, it was all that bag of chips for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, I thought it was really funny, uh, really enjoyable, a great, hour and 20 minute length is all i need from a movie um the only thing that i find odd is if you were charles barkley sean bradley patrick ewing larry johnson or mugsy bogues why would you do this movie like the whole premise of the movie is that michael jordan is so much better than you that he can be all five of you by himself and like a dramatized version of you like that had to make them feel just very horrible (laughs) Yeah, but none of those guys won a ring because of Michael Jordan. Wait, what? None of those guys won a championship. All those guys got halted by Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they're not wrong. Like, he's definitely substantially better than right. all of them. Yeah. But... yeah. I'm sure they got a nice payday. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good point. They probably did. Oh, here. Here's the new Monstars. I found it on the Wikipedia page. Okay. I'll find it first. Um, so Anthony Davis is the brow. <laughs> it's his goon squad name, which I, I included that in my tweet. I, that's exactly what I said. I said, this was before he was even on the Lakers. I said, I want Anthony Davis. So he can be a big Monstar with one brow. Oh, oh like. Damian Lillard is also in here. 
Okay. As Kronos, a, mo- a robotic member of the Goon Squad that can manipulate time. Oh, it's a play on his nickname, Dame Time. Clay Thompson is Wetfire, an elemental member of the Goon Squad granted with Aquakinesis and Pyrokinesis. It's inspired in part by his Splash Brothers nickname. Hmm. Oh, there's a second WNBA player in here. Nanika Aguamike. He plays a spider-type character. And then Deanna Tarasi as the White Mamba. I think she has some connection with um, Toby. I, I think that's like her nickname anyway. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Huh. Those seem pretty weak besides the brow. Yeah. Not, not quite as good as the cast they had now. But like, can you imagine if they went to like Kevin Durant you're like, hey, KD, do you want to play in this movie where LeBron is so much better than you that he beats you and four other people by himself? Like, right. no! <laughs> right. Like, no, that would be miserable. He would like, he would have so many tweets about it. KD is soft as hell. He is. <laughs> but anyway, so that was our coverage of Space Jam. Yeah, good movie. I enjoyed it. Very, uh, very nostalgic, cute little movie. I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Sam announced what our next our next two uh, two movies are gonna be. All right. Next week we will be covering Hootie Tang. <laughs> <laughs> if you have not seen Hootie Tang, <sighs> it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, a favor, absolutely. And it's in my top 10 easily. I'd have to really sit down and like check down my list of what's in my top 10, like one by one. But I can for sure tell you it's in my top 10. Oh, I'm, I am so scared. <laughs> I have so no context of this movie. I don't know anything about it. I only know that it's called Pootie Tang. (laughs) I'm not even sure if that's some type of slur or something inappropriate. I don't really know. But I suppose this is... You are in for a treat, Ethan. I suppose this is a season of where we try to mix in things that are really bad. (laughs) So we might be... Ethan, there's a reason 81% of Google users like this movie. You're gonna yeah, it also has a, that's like a twenty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, Ethan. We've discussed this before. <laughs> I know, Space Jam arose from the ashes of a poor Rotten Tomatoes score. We'll right. see if Pootie Tang can also slide up the board. You are never gonna find a comedy that is played on BET with a good rem- uh, Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes score. We've discussed how that goes. Oh, that's a good point, too. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, but then the week after that, we are going to be watching 8 Mile. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that'll be fun. Movie I am very excited for, because that is one of my top 10 favorite movies <laughs> of all time. I don't know if it's in... It, it, I, I like it a lot, and I was a big Eminem fan as a kid. Or I still am, I guess. I love that movie. I think it it changed my life. It's one of those movies. Like it changed my entire like musical interests and like knowledge of music for the next several years of my life. Clearly not life changing. If you would choose (laughs) Eminem as one of our music mysteries, I would be able to get it. Who wouldn't get Eminem as a music mystery? (laughs) I, I don't even know. Like, inspired me to like want to be a white rapper for a short period (laughs) of my life (laughs) all right then the week after that we'll do malibu's most wanted oh no (laughs) (laughs) um but all right so pootie tang and then eight miles so all right sam you got anything else before we get out of here nope all right take us away we will smell you later
Power Rangers, Pikachu, Rugrats, Abumafu, Lion King, Stone Cold, Billy Blanks, Tybo, Toy Story, Joe Rogan, Ninja Turtles, Hulk Hogan, Kobe Bryant, all that tickle me Elmo. Mario Land Before Time, X-Men, Mr. Mime, Batman, Baby, Bottle Pop, Shrek, and Spider-Man. Michael Jordan, Space Jam, The Rock, Silence of the Lambs, Dragon Ball, Dexter's Lab, Beanie Babies, Vince McMahon! Beetleborg, Frosted Tips, Whitney Houston, Hit Clips, Dallas Cowboys, Dunkaroos, Gangsta's Paradise. Game Boy Color, Donkey Kong, every single Tupac song, CSI, TRL, man those days were nice. Britney Spears, Yu-Gi-Oh, Andy Milanaka's show, reading Rainbow Barney and collecting every pog. All toys, Backstreet Boys, Pepsi Blue, Furby Toys, Powder Gum, Goosebumps, Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs>